How do we excuse Hashem with the rules He made? And if we really can't understand, why do we bother trying to explain through Seichel? Okay, I'm going to answer this question as a philosophical question because it's safer and I like it better and no one gets hurt. This could be a very personal question. It could be an emotional question, but it's hard to know. Um, you're, the question is valid. Okay, and I'm going to give you a little piece of philosophy. I'm going to try not to put you to sleep. There is a big argument amongst intellectuals, thinkers, now, when I say there's a big arm among intellectuals, don't get nervous. Okay, let me finish and you'll understand my perspective. I'm not bringing this up because in university people argue. In Taita, there's an argument. And the argument in a sentence is, is God intellect or did God create intellect? Is Hashem Seichel or is Hashem the creator of Seichel? Now, the reason this is a question is because philosophy assumes, for reasons that I don't have time to get into, that God is Seichel, right? In the words of that Ambam, who are Yedeya, and you do and who are So there's a point of view that says God is Seichel. And we, we have G'dayli Yisrael who think like this, that Ambam thinks like this, that Asag thinks like this, Ebenezer thinks like this, that Abag thinks like this. There's many famous, famous personalities, Rishonim and early Achreinim, who had the sheet of, of non-Kabbalistic theology, not Kabbalah, and they held that Seichel is truth, God is Seichel. Right? So if you ask a philosopher this question, can God create a rock that he cannot lift? The answer to that question is not a yes or a no, it's a stupid question. It's not a logical question, that's their answer. Because logically, the question doesn't make sense. Now, enter Kabbalah. Right? You have heard the term nimna nimnois. I'm going to translate nimna nimnois into a very useful form for you. Nimna nimnois means God created logic. And he's not bound by its laws. So you have two hashkafas within Yiddishkeit. One hashkafa says that Seichel is the truth, and the, hashkafa, the other hashkafa says Hashem created Seichel. Now, now, this question is a very, very different question when you ask it in philosophy, and it's a very, very different question when you ask, ask it in mysticism, in Kabbalah. If you ask this question in philosophy, the answer is, you know why you try to understand? Because logic is truth. Logic is truth. Or to use the words, the question is, why do we excuse Hashem with laws He made? According to Hakira, Hashem didn't make those laws. Hashem is those laws. The laws of logic are absolute. This is philosophy. This is not us. This is not our shita. Understand? But this is a shita which daily Yisrael bring. If you say Hashem is logic, Hashem didn't create the laws, the laws are absolute. And one of the laws are that it's impossible to address rocks and the Abish there in the same sentence. It's a foolish question. Now, but according to Kabbalah, it's like a good question. In Kabbalah, it's a very profound, it's a very legitimate question. Because Kabbalah holds that Hashem created Seichel, and He's outside of Seichel. So the truth is, you can't explain anything. The honest truth is, why not? Hashem doesn't operate within parameters of reason. When you say the word why, there's a supposition. When you go into a class or you meet people on the street or you're sitting at a fabreng and you say the word why, the word why assumes that there's a because. When you speak in Kabbalah, ultimately you can't ask why. Because there's no because. 
Hashem isn't Seichel. Hashem created Seichel. He's not bound by its laws. We call that Nimna Hanimnois, right? Nimna Hanimnois means the impossible. Impossible is what you and I would call a miracle. Nimna Hanimnois means it's impossible in the realm of the impossible. Meaning to say, if you were able to perform miracles, this would also be impossible. And the Eibishten is Nimna Hanimnois. He's not even bound by the limitation of doing things that are impossible. He can do the impossible within the impossible, which means basically Hashem can do things that are logically impossible. They cannot be, they make no sense, because He's the creator of logic. So therefore, in Chakira, the answer to this question is, you're not excusing Hashem for the laws He created. In Chakira, you're excusing Hashem for the laws that He is. Because their belief is that logic is truth, with a capital T. And like I said, the Rabbi Daily Yisrael, who wrote Svarim, which are a part of our structure. We don't learn these Svarim, we don't learn Medinavucha, but they exist. Chassidus quotes them occasionally, the Rebbe quotes them often, um, that hold that God is logic. Now, the Shita that we follow, Chassidus, of course, is a Shita that's based on Kabbalah. We believe in Nimna Hanemnois. Hashem can do, Hashem is not bound by the laws of logic because He's the creator of logic, He's outside of His laws. So, it's a fair question. Why do we excuse Hashem by the laws He created? In other words, if, if he created the laws and the laws could be different, then there's really no truth to the logic. Why do we bother? Now, there are several answers to that question. But the most important answer to this question is an expression which is found in the Gemara. The Gemara says, quote, Torehi Hashem gave us a Torah. Not only did he give us a Torah, the Torah is the blueprint of the creation. This is not just propaganda, girls. <laughs> this is the truth. Torah is the blueprint of the creation. Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world. Now, maybe you look at the Torah and you don't see it. Okay, because Hashem's a little smarter than you. But the Ebishta created the Torah. And there's one rule about Torah it's logical. That's what the Gemara says. If it's Torah, I can understand and I'm entitled to understand and I must understand. So when we're studying what Hashem is doing, we're not studying it in free fall. We're not just sitting around and saying, what do you think about God? We really should never do that. We say, what do you think about this Ma'imachsidis? What do you think about this line in the Tanya? What do you think about this expression in the Zayar? We don't study Hashem. We study Hashem as He's written into the Torah. Because we understand that outside of the parameters of the Torah, there are no rules, or the rules could be different, and there's no point in engaging in an exercise which we can never apprehend, we'll never get there. But he gave us the Torah. And he made our world according to the principles of the Torah. So when you ask the question, why do we excuse Hashem with the rules he made? Because these are not just his rules, they're our rules. They're not, they're not, his, the, he is not the rules, he's the creator of those rules. And we call them the Torah. We were created in the image of the Torah. We were programmed according to those set of rules. So we're designed, we're designed by Yevishter to find Torah's version of truth logical because it's logical to us. And it's a mitzvah to study Torah. It's a mitzvah to try and understand. But we all understand that what we're understanding is not what Hashem is, in quotes, by Himself. We're understanding Hashem through the prism, through the lens of the Torah. Okay, now, and then finally, just going to finish by saying, um, it, 
the whole controversy of Chabad is this question, right? In non-Chabad Hasidus, they said, don't try to understand, just have a munapshuta. The Alter Rebbe said, you're supposed to understand. Why? The Alter Rebbe didn't say he's supposed to understand because he believed in logic and philosophy or mysticism. The Alter Rebbe said he wants you to understand because the Alter Rebbe felt that a muna is makif. Our belief in Hashem, we learned it uh, in Tanya, I, I think I taught it to you, uh, the greatest thing about faith is you're born with it. The worst thing about faith is you're born with it. So you have to earn your faith. You have to make your faith your own. You make your faith your own by understanding. Not that the understanding creates the faith. You don't believe because you understand. You believe because you have an ishama. You the, the faith is fortified by the saying. The faith is made sure by the understanding. This is why we try and understand. It actually says in Tanya that it's a mitzvah say the iset to understand say the it's a mitzvah, I say, the Yedayah and it's very interesting. The Alter Rebbe Paskins, that it's a mitzvah, the mitzvah of Yediyah Hashem, the mitzvah of knowing God, which according to the Ramam is the first mitzvah, means to understand Kabbalah. That's he holds. To understand Esesfidus, to understand Zedish Tashas. It's a mitzvah. That's why we do it. Okay, questions or comments? Go ahead. Right? The Rambam writes for Fedish, and this is so controversial, because there's Gemaras that say the The impossible also has rules. It's a classic quote. This is, it's not new stuff. It's, it's, it's surprising to you. But this is, we, we, people who've studied Chassidus have been dealing with this for 200 years. And what do most Yidin hold nowadays? They never thought about it for five minutes. That's what they hold nowadays. <laughs> What do you want? Leave me alone. Is God logical? Do you create logic? I don't know. Give me, give me a cup of coffee here. <laughs> How many people care about these things? And the people who do, they better learn Hasidus. They're going to get very confused very quickly. There's, you know, there's two kinds of people. There's people who are intellectual, people who are not intellectual. People who are intellectual, I believe, to a great extent, as much as they're going to deny it, it depends on their upbringing. If I was raised not an Orthodox, I don't think I'd be from. Um, but if by some miracle I was, I would make fun of Kabbalah and Chassidus every moment I got. It's not logical, pe -pe 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 -pe, as they do. Um, but I was raised here. And you want to call it indoctrination, you want to call it brainwashing, call it whatever you wish. But it makes sense to me that Hashem doesn't make sense. So I think that the people, the percentage of people who seriously worry about these things is small. 1%, 2%, it's, it's weirdos, it's geeks like me. <laughs> you, you learned Lubavitch your whole life, you never understood what Nidana nice means. Think about it. You know about the order and the box and moving here and there, but what's underlying it? The, it's a simple statement. Is God logic or did he create logic? It's a huge question. And for the people who think about it, I think most of them will follow the way they were raised. Some will think outside the box, will push it. Yeah, but that's his lapsus. That's his lapsus. He, he descends into his chokhmah. Ain't safe as mislabish chokhmah. And as you may or may not know, the Alt Rebbe has a short little footnote in Tanya, which becomes a massive, massive maimer that in the Rebbe's world is many, many sikhs. The whole point of that little footnote in Pedic Bay's in Tanya is to align the Rambam with us. That even though the Rambam says God is logic, who are you doing, how you doing, who are mother. And we hold Abish to created logic. We meet the way in Seif is Mislabish. We go out of our way 
to align the Rambam, who was a philosopher with Kabbalah, in Atzilas. Because Lamala Matzilas, there's no there's different rules. You understand? In the olden days, Mukabalam and Chakim fought with each other. To me, if you look in the footnotes, the first Mukubalim who decided that instead of fighting with the Ramam, they're going to make peace with the Ramam, is the Ramak and Darizo, which is about 450 years ago. The Ramam lived 800 years ago. And they said, we, the, the Ramam was a God will be Israel. He gave us a Shita with these laws. Let's see where we could meet. The Rebbe has many Sikhah Sanatai. To me, the Sikhah Hasoifis, the Rebbe, I mean, over the course of the Rebbe's Nesiyas, the Rebbe taught a lot of things. But he also created new questions and gave new answers. In my humble opinion, this was called the second Hadrin. Again, you're too young to understand this, and I'm, you're a girl. And I know we teach the boys exactly like the girls, but the boys don't know it either, right? Um, in 1985, we finished the Ramam the first time. And the Rebbe gave out a Hadron, a 50-page Hadron that he had written 10 years before. And it's, a, it's an incredible, incredible Hadron. And the, one of the underlying pinch into it, he shows, explain the whole Rambam, really, he doesn't use Oasis of Kabbalah, but he explains it up in Kabbalah. The following year, 86, so just to, to spook you out, I wasn't here. Um, it was Chavav Adarishin, Tavshin Memvav, which means the third cycle of Rambam started. Chav Zayin Adar Aleph Tavshin Memvav. That was the Shabbos. You may have heard the story. The Rebbe physically couldn't walk. You ever heard about this? The Rebbe couldn't walk. I didn't see it, but my brother described the Rebbe literally crawling into the Fabrengen. They set tables, and the Rebbe pushed it. He brachiated. He walked on his hands. Rebbe, Rebbe had a terrible problem with sciatica, with, with sciatica or with uh, Achilles. The, it was Agnes Nefesh in his foot and Bush. Rebbe couldn't walk. I thank God I didn't see it. But the Rebbe sat on the Fabreng, and the minute he started talking, there was no pain. The Rebbe spoke 130 minutes without stopping. 102 hours without stopping. 130 minutes without stopping. The printed Hadron, if you look at it, it's printed in Kutusichas Chalikovzai in this office, it doesn't look like 130 minutes. Because the Rebbe edited this huge, massive hadden and took half of it and chopped it off and said, we're not printing this half. But the half that we have is the Rebbe's, in my opinion, the Rebbe's final word on resolving Kabbalah and Chakira. And in the words of the Rebbe, after the Tzimtzum, Kabbalah and Chakira agree, before the Tzimtzum, Chakira doesn't go. He doesn't want to say that the Rambam is wrong. He wants to say that the Rambam doesn't go there. In other words, within a certain box, we're being logical, but we believe that outside that box, there's different rules of which the Ramam doesn't speak. Go ahead. So are you saying that... I really hope I'm not saying, because it's not worth it if I'm saying. It's a mitzvah to try to understand Torah, but not to understand Hashem. Right. No. It's a mitzvah to understand Hashem as He's described in the Torah. But not to do it on your own. Torah talks so much about the Ebishter. You know, there's a name of that. The section of the Ebishter. You ever heard of it? Yeah? It's called Chassidus Chabad, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it teaches you what God is. So, but, so you're learning about Hashem, but you're not learning about Hashem as, a, as, a, as an abstract intellectual. You're learning about Hashem with the parameters of Teda. And this is one of the reasons why. This is one of the reasons why.